and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, um, possibly the saddest minute at a time thus far. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. Uh, and today we're talking about Minute 173, which starts with Theoden saying to Eowyn, um, you already did uh, save him. Um, and it ends with Eowyn uh, looking at Theoden's face. Um, after he, like, draws his last breath. Yeah, his face just kind of freezes. Ooh. This is a doozy of a minute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This one's gonna be real hard, uh, for me to talk about, I think. Well, this is apparently the second version of this scene that exists. Mm. Because they originally wrote it and filmed it, and Eowyn was a lot more weepy. Yeah. And this is the last thing that uh, both of them filmed together, and on the movie's period. Mm-hmm. So Bernard Hill's last scene was a death scene, which he's happy with. Makes sense. Yeah. And Bernard Hill had already left, and they decided that they wanted to try this again. Mm-hmm. And he was still in the area because he was on vacation on the South Island. <laughs> so they apparently Miranda called him and talked to him about whether or not they were going to do the scene again. And then got contacted like the day after that about reshooting this death scene. Yeah. And so their like instinct was correct. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Fran, like Fran and Philippa. And uh, Bernard and Miranda all thought that this, this there was a better version of the scene than what they had originally done. Uh-huh. Uh, they felt, Fran and Philippa in the commentary talk about not feeling like it was right for Eowyn to lose her composure until after Theoden died. Mm. They, won't, they thought it was important uh, as like this core idea that Eowyn is brave for her to not really start crying until he's gone. What does that have to do with bravery? To to keep that brave face in Theoden's last moments. Like, to keep that composure until Theoden's gone. So that his last vision of Eowyn is one of her composed. How he would best remember her. Is the way I kind of interpret what they're talking about. Because mm. I... I think it works. But I'm not sure I... um would use those words yeah because eowyn is very i think eowyn feels very intensely Mm. um but she rarely um allows that to kind of break the surface like to me movie eowyn is very um stoic i think not stoic i don't know i'm having trouble finding the right word um and like you know like we see her laughing and joking and we see her like crying um we see like outbursts of of anger and and sadness and frustration um but i think she has like which which is what informs my 
um, thing that she feels very intensely. Well, yeah, think um, about one of the first looks we get of her that's dead towards the camera when Aragorn interrupts her playing with the uh, yes, playing, yes. practicing with the sword. Um, but I think because of her, like either the nature of her upbringing or just you know being years of being depressed like um and also just kind of like trying to push push that away i think or or you know like like try her trying to like tamp it down and like diminish it just i think well i think some of that instinct some of that is from like a survival instinct yeah especially living in the court with with worm tongue yeah a character whose whole deal is exploiting the emotions of the people around him yeah Exploiting Aomer's anger is what gets him to banish Aomer. Yeah. That's fair. So I think this is learned from her time in that abusive situation with Wormtongue in control. Yeah. So it makes sense that she would do so. Um, but I, I don't know that I would equate that with like, like putting on a brave face. I mean, I get. I don't know. It's 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 complicated. I mean, that's that's a very um, like British way of looking at things. Yeah. The like stiff upper lip. Yeah, the stiff upper lip. Yeah. yeah. You grin and bear it. You know, that's that's a very that's a very uh, like old school way of looking at things. Yeah, I know. It's bad for you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I get what like that's just how I interpret what they're saying when they say bravery. I think that's what they mean, really. Yeah. Is the keeping your keeping your composure for the benefit of the the other person? Yeah. And then, as soon as as they had in, because it feels it feels right. Like I'm not I'm not debating. Right. Like it feels true to her arc across the movies. Yeah. I'm just I'm just picking at the word choice. Yeah. I mean, used to describe the thing in the movie that I already think works. Like. <laughs> I guess the difference between, like, uh, like bravery and, like, repression in this sort of instant instance. Oh, yeah. Re- yeah, is, repressed. Thank you. Oh, is, my God. I couldn't find the word. Is the motivation for it? Yeah. Like, because if, you're, if your motivation is more selfless than selfish, then is it's still, like, a good thing? Because, like... Because she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to make him sad when his last words are about feeling like he can face his ancestors with pride. Yeah. I also think it, um, I think it feels truer because I think she, I think it takes her a moment to process that this is happening. Because, like, from, like, the line that she says, like, no, I'm, I'm gonna save you, like, I'm here to save you. Um, so in her mind, until he is dead, there's still a chance that she is able to save him. Yeah. And I don't think she would be mourning that because if she, if she had already given into her grief about the situation, that to me is admitting defeat. Yes. Admitting defeat. Yeah. Like, so she, it's, it's, yeah, like. She still believes that she can save him, so why would she be mourning his death? Yeah. If she can prevent it, you know? Yeah, they say that they rewrote like all the dialogue for this. I scene think too. that's why it works. Yeah. 
they they mentioned in the commentary that they rewrote like all the dialogue for this scene too. So I'm really curious what the original version of the scene was like. Yeah. Because if she was more weepy and this dialogue was different, I wonder if it's just her dialogue. If they if, if they kept, she'd like come to accept it. Yeah, if they kept more of the Theoden if more of the Theoden dialogue is likely to be the same. Yeah. Which seems like it probably is because it's kind of taken from his last words in yeah. the book. Um so it's also I think there's a lot. I think there is uh, a lot going on in the you already did yeah. line from Theoden. Oh yeah. It's not just it's not about what happened here on this battlefield. I think that you already did is about the conversation at the camp mm. where from Theoden's perspective, the idea that he would leave Eowyn behind in control because he has faith in her to do the right thing as a ruler yeah, is saving him from how he felt as a failure of a king. Yeah. So I think that that's really what he's responding to when he says that. Not about what went on here. I don't think he's even conscious, really, of what happened to him here. Mm-hmm. The The way Bernard Hill plays this, it feels to me almost like Theoden's perspective is not even realizing he's on a battlefield. Mm-hmm. Like, he might think he's, like, lying in a lying in a bed being treated and this is his last moments and he's just, like, has this vision as he ends. So I I... I agree with you, um, but I think that it even goes a little like a like multiple steps further than that. Yeah. Like I think the you already did refers to their relationship as a whole instead of like referencing a conversation or, or like a string of conversations. Mm. Like it goes all the way back to when he first started coming out of it, uh, out of the thing with with Saruman, and it's oh no no I she's mean his anchor. I mean like. Like, all of it. Like, yeah. even before that. Like, before this story starts, I think mm. it's... Because, like, why else would they choose to mirror his his line, like, I know your face? Yeah. I think in the, I think in the context of the movie, and, like, what we can say that we, we know, the you already did might also be Theoden um, referring specifically to his grief over the passing of Theodred. Mm-hmm. Like, having Eowyn with him still, and seeing Eowyn kind of leave behind the depression she seemed to be carrying, at least to a certain degree, yeah, helped helped uh, comfort him with his own grief, yeah, and stopped him from being uh, as, like, I don't know, suicidal about things in Helm's Deep. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say he was... He's pretty much ready to die in he's, that movie. I, he's, like, distraught. <laughs> yeah. But, like, his his readiness to die uh, in the, the final moments of Helm's Deep, in the conversation with Aragorn and stuff, uh-huh. aren't about his grief over Theodred, which is where he starts his journey in that movie. Yeah. They're over feeling like this situation here in Helm's Deep has become hopeless. Not about how he was personally feeling, which is why he's willing to ride out at all with Aragorn. Yeah. Because he's he's gotten past some of his personal grief. And now it's just about, there's nothing else for me to do where let's, let's live our last moments the way the men of Rohan always have. Mm-hmm. Like it's that warrior culture thing. Yeah. It's that, that Viking, that Viking Celtic fusion thing. <laughs> um, this is a beautiful scene. 
is real sad. Yes. Uh, scenes like this are the reasons that I want to see a production of Macbeth starring Bernard Hill. <laughs> like, that just seems like perfect casting to me. Um, I was thinking, um, sorry, going back to, to the, you already did. Um. Yeah. He's a very loaded line. Um, in, is it Two Towers or is it, uh, the, the scene at the camp before they go off to war where he tells her that, um, he would have her smile again. That's, um, that, that's the conversation at the camp. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Cause like, I was just thinking about it. Like in the previous minute when he like recognizes her, like she smiles. Yeah. Like, and that's before he says like, you know, you already did save me. Yeah. I guess that that would be like a really nuanced thing that ties it back to that conversation, their last conversation. Yeah. 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 Are we not here for the nuanced takes? Yeah, of course. (laughs) It's a hundred percent why I'm here. (laughs) I mean, that's why you cast actors like Bernard Hill. Yes, yeah. But yeah, no, I was just thinking about, like, all of the stuff that goes into the those three words. Yeah, there's a, there's, it, yeah. there's a lot there. It's that's, a really good line. Yeah. It's probably one of the most loaded lines in the whole trilogy. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so much going on just with that. And, um... Yeah, I I um I really like uh, Miranda Otto's performance, um, because yeah, to me the way I'm reading it is like right up until the moment he he dies, she is convinced she's going to save him. Yeah, and then his last word is her name. Yes. Oh, and it's okay. like a struggle. Yes, but I I I I um I wanted to talk about um uh, Bernard Hill's performance yeah. here because uh. He, he is, um, he's very, he's very noble, right? Like, he's like, I, I, I go to my father's in whose mighty company I shall not now feel ashamed. Yeah. Like, that is the, the That's the, the in the king. That's the in the king. And then he, after he says that, he kind of, um, I think he has a moment of. Clarity. Of clarity. Yeah. And on his face, like, is fear. Yes. Um, and then the way, oh my God, I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. The way he says Eowyn is like so human. Mm-hmm. Like, and then that, that to me is like Theoden, like the man, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like Theoden, the king. Like, cause I think both of them are putting on, to use the phrase I don't like, um, um a brave face, putting on a brave face for each other. Um, Dude, screw this minute. <laughs> I can't. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. This is a... Um, but I I like the... The nuance of... Um, I don't know, like... It's really morbid. But, like, you know, like, watching him die afraid. Yeah. Or, like, be be scared. Yeah. I don't know. And even that fear, like, I think that there's enough in his face that even that fear, like, isn't total. It's still, there's still this 
surprise. I think it's it's not just about fear. Yeah, yeah. It's also maybe a moment of clarity where he realizes he's still on the battlefield and Eowyn is here. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not necessarily even wholly just like a fear of dying. It's understanding, it's this quick understanding of where he actually is. Yeah. With his last breath. Uh, also, the way he freezes is really eerie. Yeah. Which just makes the way that he cracks out her name, like, all the more, like, human and sad. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like... Because I think, um... I think the moment he says her name that final time is what underscores for um the both of them what's happening yeah um god damn it you guys <laughs> yeah i mean he even he even has a little bit of a smile on his face right before he says her name yeah like he's well it's 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 really complicated yeah um well he's got the, he's got his whole life of this this culture and this feeling of like this going to meet your ancestors of this, this yeah. spiritualism that's tied to Rohan. Yeah. And then also the real human feeling of well, this is my end. Yeah. And he's trying to reconcile that like, yeah. in these yeah. final moments. Yeah. It's, and it comes it's across really good. Yeah. Because yeah, you like you you can you can believe whatever you want. Like you know. Even like but like even cuz we talked about um the afterlife in lord of the rings um just a couple weeks ago a couple weeks was that a couple weeks ago was that last week last week no awen was last week yeah a couple well yeah a couple weeks ago like yeah. two weeks ago on yeah. friday i don't know what time is anymore it's the the friday before awen yes yes um so like even in a world where it's like um like spirituality and and religion at least for the elves and stuff like it's very tangible yeah um to the for the the humans um less so i guess but even so so like you can believe whatever you want um but i think there is still like well there's always going to be some fear of the unknown yeah fear of the unknown fear of change um and I think that to have that um, here in this moment makes this exchange feel more genuine. Yeah. Because um, that's the whole thing about fantasy and, and sci-fi, right? Like speculative fiction or genre fiction, like... Um, you, you can have these stories take place in, like, outlandish or, or fantastical places, but, like, at the end of the day, what you're trying to accomplish is, like, getting to the core of, of what, of, like, I don't know, like, themes for humanity. Well, yeah, like, uh. At least to me, that's what a good, that's what a good, uh. Yeah, if the, if the character drama doesn't work outlandish fiction just feels outlandish yeah yeah like i mean you're probably sick of me mentioning it but like that's what i like about one piece <laughs> like the character drama feels like human and earned as far as one piece goes i don't like the art style yeah 
so I can't get into that. Like, but that's the thing. Like that. That's a world that's just balls to the wall insane like more than 30 percent dumber like we talked about with zoe last week. <laughs> it's like 200 percent dumber <laughs> there's a cyborg that runs on soda like it's 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 absurd yeah but the thing that makes the story work is that it's it's a found family story where the character drama feels real yeah well it's not even about the character drama like the 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 relationships feel the relate well no i'm not even talking about like relationships i'm talking about like core um like uh, like the human experience yeah yeah you know, you know what i mean yeah but that's i mean to me like theming is irrelevant if the characters enter like if the characters relationships don't support the theming of these things it doesn't yeah. work well i mean like, like yeah because a lot goes into it but i'm what, I, what i'm talking about is like like moments like this yeah where like you have just a distilled experience yeah that's almost um universal in its in its in the way that it is applicable right to me that that's that's the essence of character drama mm. that's what it is is like uh, character drama is about universal experiences yeah and if if that's that's what has to work like it's completely dependent upon it yeah Unless your work has, like, one character, but then you're leaning on a totally different kind of drama. Uh-huh. Uh, what, like, like Heaven Sent? No, Hellbent? Hellbent. Hellbent and Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. He's just the one character story, so it leans on a totally different kind of drama. Um, it's still character drama, but it's totally internal for the most part. I, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I, character drama is an aspect of it, but, like, at the end of the day, I think a good story touches on um, themes that are still applicable and, like, what it means to be be a human in this yeah. flesh prison. Yes. <laughs> to be a... a, a glob, to be a consciousness in, in this flesh prison. A, a three-pound piece of, of fat driving a skeleton surrounded by a meat right. suit. Piloting a, a meat mech. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly. Um, yeah. yeah, this is really hard for me to talk about. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to watch uh like uh women lose their father figures. Fancy that. Yeah. <laughs> um We knew it was coming. I know, but we I didn't knew. like I knew I knew it was it coming in an abstract hard, way. Yeah. But, but now like, it's here. And oh my god, this minute this minute is so good, but it's just like, oh wow. I am like I'm like weighed down. I'm like I'm like at the bottom of a lake with a with a weight tied to my ankle. <laughs> yeah, this is some heavy, heavy stuff. <laughs> right, Just in a barrel full of concrete. Yeah, the bottom of the river. Yeah, what is he saying? Back to the future. That's heavy. That's yeah, heavy. Yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> but I don't know. It's uh, it's really good. Yes. Good job, everyone. Bernard Hill, Miranda Otto, A plus for this. Fran for directing it. Yes, uh, and and Philippa and Fran together for writing it. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a plus for this. Uh, not quite two minutes. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's gorgeous. It's just sad. It is straight up <laughs> some of the best character work in a trilogy full of incredible character work. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, it's probably top five scenes as far as the nuance of the performances. <sighs> I don't know. That's at hard. Le- at least two of those are John Noble scenes with Denethor. Oh, God. Yeah. At least two. Maybe three. Are we, um, when we're done, like, done, done? Done, done. Are we, um, done, done, done? Are we, uh, ranking stuff like that? I don't know. You want to, I mean, I know it's a few months out. Yeah. But. I mean, I have, I have so much of a new appreciation for, uh, everything about Denethor after doing this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, how many hours have we devoted our lives talking to this, like, one performance? Like, I I have so much more, like, so much more value from these movies is imparted to me from John Noble after Mm. doing this. This movie, I guess, is the one scene in Two Towers, which is also just, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Everything, I don't know, he he just, John Noble just takes a stranglehold of you every time he's on screen in this movie. Yeah. Which is, uh, I guess what this movie is missing without Christopher Lee is that person that every time they're on screen, it's just 100% pay attention to me. Yeah, 100% charisma. Yeah. (laughs) John Noble just picks up where Christopher Lee left off in this trilogy. Both characters fall out of a very... Yes. Oh. That's a... White-haired old men. John Noble does not have white hair. That's gray, I guess. Dark at the roots, but very gray. Yeah. Dude, he's not even in this. Is Denethor to you what Faramir is to me? Just gaining this new appreciation. Or, like, I'll bring up Faramir whenever. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Though you brought up Faramir before I did last time. Well, it's important to Eowyn's closure as a character. Yeah. Um, Also, I mean, that scene's this week, too. Is, is yeah, is House is a Feeling this week? Yeah, I think it starts tomorrow. What? For real? Tomorrow? No. Is it this week? Or is oh, it next we'll week? We'll figure it out. Might be next week. But anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, as always, uh, you can check out some of the other dueling genre movies by minute podcasts on the site. Um, duelinggenre.com is where we live. And uh yeah, please check out some of those. Cornetto Minute is wrapping up. I was just on there, what, last week? The end of the world. Yeah. Um, talking about that At movie. End, yeah. The world's end. The world's end. At, At world's, world's end, end is, is pirates. pirates. Which is, again, like a pretty good third movie. Um, I think, I don't know. I haven't thought about the Pirates movies in a while. Right. Um, but, yeah, I like, they're basically wrapping up their movies by minutes career. And I was on there. Uh, as their last guest, which apparently I was their first guest, which I do not remember because it was so long ago. Back to the Future? Yeah. It was like five years ago, dude. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Before we started doing this. Yes. Yeah. It'll never end. Uh, <laughs> right. So we won't some... do The Hobbit, but maybe we'll do something else. Check out some of those. I don't I don't know if I have another movie in me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not a Movies by Minutes thing. But maybe we'll do something else. No, I, I, I fully expect us to have another podcast project. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. For sure. Um, But in the meantime, yeah. Check out some of those if you haven't already. And we'll be back tomorrow uh, with Minute 174. Bye. Bye.